The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. I'm going to take you now to Sfiso Shezi, who is the spokesperson for the Black Business Forum. Mr. Shezi, a very good morning to you. You, of course, are one of the organizations that has been condemning the looting that we've been witnessing over the last couple of days. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to all the listeners of SAFM. <clears throat> Indeed, Katie, it is a, a sad day in the history of South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, in the life of our democracy, the 26-odd years that we're experiencing. I'm driving around KZN and 2 um, We're in car with smoke. Um, and the sad part is all of this happened in broad daylight when the powers that we were watching, they were watching, they decided to sit and do nothing, honestly speaking. When you look at the the scale of the destruction, we're told by the police and by the state security minister that the work that they have done to foil attempts has been bigger than what has actually happened in the sense that what we're seeing is it pales in comparison to what we could have been seeing if there was no intervention that we uh, have not been privy to in scuppering the efforts of those that are behind this this violence. Do you think that that is a justifiable um, explanation and that we should be we should live with the fact that you know th- this is better than than what it could have been if we're to take their word for it. Um, Because if it makes them sleep at night, let them tell themselves that. But we as a citizen of this country, we know what is going on. As we speak right now, I was driving towards, I was driving past Nandi Drive. The warehouses are still burning. Um, So much infrastructure has been destroyed. And the third part is um, hunger, starvation, job opportunities. Um, uh, Companies are going to de-invest. As much as we uh, root for black businesses, but there will be no black business uh, federation without mainstream economy. There's nothing that is happening in isolation. Um, for black businesses to thrive, they, it, just, it doesn't happen in a, in a vacuum. Uh, we are feeding into the bigger system, you know, which is created by big business. So you can't um, protect black businesses in, mm. in, in expense of the entire mainstream economy. Mm. Let's talk about the impact on black business, uh, in particular some some of the constituency that, that you represent. What has been the, the impact amongst your members? Um, huge infrastructure is lost. Radio, com- small community radio stations are destroyed. Um, you name it, salon, internet cafes, trucking industries, uh, um, township bakeries, mm. uh, small farmers with pigs uh, who, are, who are in poultry, who are into all these sort of things. Everything is gone. Warehouses who are manufacturing electronics, um, gone. Um, I was driving past Nandi Drive. The Masmat uh, warehouse uh, at Game is on flames. Uh, brand new warehouses that were there were less than six months in operation. Brand new infrastructure, gone. And on Monday night, we were told that the SNTF was deployed in KZN. But I only 
only head of the SNTF late yesterday. And I don't even know where they're going to start because almost the entire province of KZN uh, is burning. The Gauteng, we saw the malls, it's burning. Where are they going to start? How many of them? You know, we have, we have, we have introduced a culture that we won't be able to maintain. People now know that we can do these things. How are we going to stop them in the near future? How does the leadership look at itself in the mirror? Right now in KZN, there is a war between Indians and black people. This thing has precipitated into so many things. How are we going to go back and have social cohesion in, in, in different communities? Mm. It is precipitated into racial war now. Let's talk about the particular angle of the delayed response of, um, you know, the the police uh, authorities to the violence and the looting. Uh, A lot of businesses also take up private security. They seem to be completely under the radar where this conversation is concerned. From somebody who deals with business, perhaps give us some insights into what business owners have been saying to you about the private security that they would often employ to guard their properties or their premises? Um, Katie, we are lucky that under uh, Black Business Federation, we've got uh, Black Independent Private Security Association uh, that is that has been working very hard with uh, law enforcement in different parts. And some of them, they actually got private clients that they are trying to mend these uh, prem- premises. But... You could see that um, on the side of government, there was a huge failure. I mean, this thing could have been arrested even before we deployed the army because you've got a huge reserve of of private security uh, uh, companies that could have done joint operations with your metropolis, with your staff, and this thing would have been stopped. I mean, in my neighborhood, we've got neighborhood watches. They are watching whatever is left. In, in their main street, in their own small little um, uh, shopping centers. And that is working. And I think the police could have could have learned from those type of, of strategies to say, how can we make this thing work? Because most of the damage is, is done during the day, but you'll only see the police around 6, 9. How do you sleep when you are supposed to be safeguarding the, the country? You're supposed to deploy police early in the morning, in the hours of 7 o'clock, in the hours of 4 o'clock in those industrial areas that were prone to this. What is the cost of this violence in in particular on some of your members? And and we know that a lot of businesses struggle in order to be able to set up operations and and to really get it to a certain level. So uh, from having to work from nothing to setting up a business that cannot just break even but create a prom- create a profit it requires a lot of hard work a lot of dedication and oftentimes people are also taking out um debt that they use as capital to invest into their businesses uh, a lot is lost we, we we can't quantify the amount of damage lives are lost we've got a society that won't be able to live with each other. What they've started is something that we won't be able to contain. The violence between black people and Indian is it's something that we won't be able to con- to control because 
society, I mean, communities decided to, to protect their premises. I mean, you, you can't just give a, bl- a, a blanket statement and say it's racism. It's because society lost hope in the, in, in, in the security class of this country, and they decided to take law into their hands. And, 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 and how, where are we going to start? Mm. We, we, we have lost the glue that has kept us together for so many years. And it happened under the radar. Politicians were watching. The lawmakers were watching. They saw this thing gaining momentum and they decided to fold their hands. If you, without being political, but the cost to benefit to arrest Zuma, is, is, this, is, is this worth it? You know, as much as we wanted to uphold the law and prove that the judiciary is independent, is unbiased, but is it, is it worth it? Is, is, is this worth the, 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 the suffering that we are suffering right now as a country? And I hear the argument. I hear the argument that you're trying to uh, to make, Mr. Mr. Shazi, But I don't know if 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 um, if if the two are actually equivalent. I don't know that you are comparing apples with apples. I think that well, on the one well, hand, well, 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 well mm-hmm. we can spin it all we want. We can protect the dignity of the judiciary all we want. We know that this thing started by the arrest of Mr. Mr. Zuma you know, the, the former president. Had we been uh, proactive in terms of how we look at the law, how we look at the apparatus of, of, of the law, we look at the commission, all of this would have been uh, avoided. Because right now we've got judges and, and, and lawyers arguing back and forth whether certain sections of the Constitution were, 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 were adjusted pro- uh, properly to, 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 to put Zuma or to, to arrest Jacob Zuma. We don't know. As a citizen right now, we've got a constitution that is not protecting us. Yes, the, 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 the constitution has to be firm, has to be upheld, but it has failed to, to, to protect the, 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 the entire society just because of one man. I don't know because if we, it, we I mean can 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 you to, actually to, to say that can you say that the constitution has failed to protect the people of the of 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 the country ultimately it is the the constitution does not implement itself the the constitution is a living document and the the argument that you're making I don't think holds because it is the people in it is the individuals that are elected to power that have to ensure that they are upholding the constitution and implementing policy um, that that is part of that is part of governance and so the, the the failure of governance does not automatically mean the failure of the constitution and the conflation of of so many different issues into this conversation um, is 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 actually problematic for me. Are, are you saying? Uh, no, no, Mr. Shays, let me finish. No, let me finish. Are you saying that because there has been the upholding of the law, that is one conversation, and that case is still before the constitutional court, and as far as the rescission is concerned. So, because there has been this decision to uphold and to respect the rule of law in this country, we now have violence. And you are effectively saying that the failure of government in ensuring that this violence is contained comes back to 
the fact that the former president should not have been imprisoned and that it is not solely a failure of government to be able to protect this country, which is effectively what has happened. We can spin all we want. It's not about spinning. I'm engaging you on the issue. Let me finish, Kathy. We, we can we can argue we can we can be academic about everything, but under this constitution of this country, we have seen the levels of unemployment rising. We have seen inequality rising. We have seen all sorts of ills rising in front of this so very good constitution that we are trying to uphold. Today, people are rioting. They are burning everything. They don't care. They've got nothing to lose. The, 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 the social cohesion, the culture that we have upheld for so many years is down the road. At the end of the day, after this, when, they, when, when, when everything is said and done, we are not even sure whether this type of behavior, whether it, it will stop or it will, it, it, it will continue. Because we have introduced people to some, to some certain behavior that we weren't even able to deal with in the near future. People now know that the law enforcement in South Africa is weak. They know that they can loot. They know that they can bend things. They can take things that don't belong to And in, under the same constitution that is supposed to be safeguarding all of these things. So are we saying our constitution is 100% doing what it's supposed to be doing? The inequality has been promoted under the very same constitution that is supposed to be uh, protecting the citizens. So, so, so you're now bringing in the issue of inequality when at first you were pointing to the fact that if the former president had not been arrested, we, we would not have, have been here. From the point of, of business then um, and, and the Black Business Forum, very clearly state for me, um, what do you think is the solution to ending this violence? The solution to ending this violence from the onset it, this thing is political, Kathy. The political leaders would, should have went to the people on the ground and addressed them. Right now, they are addressing people on the desktop. It's a monologue. It's a speech after a speech. We've got uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa addressing them, addressing us from Monday to, 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 to Sunday. We don't know what he's saying. He, he's talking to himself. He's, not, he's certainly not talking to the citizens because... Clearly, the citizens are not uh, listening to him and they are not responding to what he's saying. Right now, we are not even counting the numbers of COVID. We are counting people, how many people have died, how many factories have, have been burned. We should have went to the people as leaders and lead the people and talk to the people and address issues that are uncomfortable. Because when you say the things that are uncomfortable, it looks like uh, you are not upholding the law. It looks like you are not addressing things properly. Okay, Mr. Sviso Shezi there. He's the spokesperson uh, for the Black Business Forum. That's the view in as far as uh, the Black Business Forum is concerned and what they believe uh, then is part of this violence, what is driving uh, this violence, a number of issues that um, are coming up there. But fundamentally, uh, Mr. Shezi believing that it all has to do with uh, the imprisonment of the former president and that if... Uh, he wasn't imprisoned. This this country would not be where it is today. It's 11.30. Let me take you to the latest news headlines.